ultimately, this one's bound to be better. What, than the other crap that we just deleted? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, all, it's always a good sign when you have to record an intro twice. Um, in many respects, that's why this is, is such a good medium, because we don't have to do it live. And so all of the sort of previous mistakes are null and void, and, and, and people just get to hear all of this amazingness now. So everyone assumes that it's instant perfection. It is. That it's rehearsed to within an inch of its life uh -huh. and can be recited uninterrupted perfectly. Yeah. So so well scripted that it doesn't even physically exist on paper. It's blows my mind. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Play, Do play, play, play the jingle. Go on. I will. Okay. It's quite daunting, the end of that jingle. In what respect? Well, in the fact that when we're listening to it, we know as soon as that beat kicks in, it goes, dun, dun, that we have to start speaking and instantly think of something interesting to speak about. I, I like that, in a, in a way you're being sort of forced to uh, act your best. That, that's, the, uh, that's the airwave equivalent of, of wearing your best shirt and, and hoping and praying that people notice. Yeah, but in the same way, it's the, it's the equivalent of the uh, TV-themed countdown for us. As it's, you know, at the end of this theme, you're going to have to entertain people. M mounting pressure. Yeah. Just constant, like, yeah. every single note leading towards what could be your ultimate demise. I mean, it's more chipper, at one, but it's no less daunting. That's true. Yeah. And, and we don't have uh, Richard Whiteley, God rest his soul, um, you know, eyeing us from across the room. Yeah, no one does anymore. Expecting greatness. Unless he's been taxidermied. And then perhaps someone has them staring at him across the room, you know, with that. That look he gave you. That look. That look. That is a dark look. Yeah, it is a dark look. It is. Especially when you're dead. Twice nightly whitely, they used to call him. They did used to call him that. Mm. But I don't know what he did twice nightly. Pressed his teeth, probably. Yeah. That's why they were so white. Ah. See, it all makes sense. And it all comes out after the event. It's a theory. Um, I'd like to just uh, option out an apology, quickly, if I may. Oh, go on. I'm um, always I'm always in favour of your apologies. What are you apologising for this time? Um, if it's the Nuremberg, you're fine. No, no, it wasn't no, no, your fault. No, nothing, nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> right. Although, no. although something equally as you know grand in scale, um, I would actually like to make a public apology to Jesus, if that's all right. Well, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, um, it has. And uh, just remind people why you're making an apology well, to I'm, our Lord and Savior. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm apologising to Jesus for questioning his existence for um, considering the tales of, of his endeavours to be fraudulent at best and uh, for, for not giving him as clear a voice as I should have. I didn't know then what I know now, and, and therein lies well, my need for a, a, a very sincere and humble apology. Well, it begs a question to say, what do you know now? I mean, have you had some kind of religious epiphany? No, I, I recently found out that Jesus is alive and is communicating with a few of our sort of celebrity cohorts. Not obviously on our level, they're a little bit sort of higher in the, in the public eye than we are, but, um, but nonetheless, you know, comrades. Do you mean Derek Akura? 
No, 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 no. I wouldn't touch that it's scumbag. Really, they've, they've missed that old uh, Derek. Yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, he actually is a fraud, and we'll we'll talk about him later on. No, I I need to apologise to Jesus for questioning his existence because what I didn't know at the time is that he's been communicating uh, openly, uh, almost daily, with Phil Collins. Oh, is that right? Yes. What our man from Genesis, Phil Collins. Yes, yes, Phil Collins from Genesis, uh, a local lad. You know, he's uh, he's he's British born, and uh, and he's been a, in the spotlight for a long time. And him and Jesus are apparently in very regular correspondence. See, I was not aware of this. And you think they'd make a bigger deal of him if this was the case? I Well, see, again, this is where my ignorance comes into play. They actually have. This has been announced before in the form of a song. Really? Which, what? I, which I heard quite recently. What song? I, I believe it's called Jesus He Knows Me. Ah, uh, well, there's a clue in the title. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but because I hadn't heard it, uh. Uh, there was obviously no documentative testament to his existence well, in my in my eyes well there's no greater way to display absolute solid fact than through the lyrics of songs hmm. um this bit in particular i'll play for you now just so that you've got an idea of of where i'm coming from um so this is i believe this is jesus he knows me either by phil collins or by genesis that's basically irrefutable proof isn't it yeah but what's interesting to note there is also not only does um phil collins admit that he knows jesus and jesus knows him Mm. but he also says that jesus knows he's right so therefore jesus looks to phil collins for answers it's funny that everybody seeks spiritual guidance even i mean like we as we as human beings the the christian element etc we seek are, you know, are, are good tidings and words from Jesus. But who does Jesus go to? And of course, it makes perfect sense that it would be Phil Collins. Mm. Or at least any other member of Genesis. It just so happens that, you know, Phil happens to be singing the chorus at that point, that well, it's therefore him. I imagine that it's that Phil is the easiest to get in touch with. Because if you, you think Genesis, you automatically think Phil Collins. Yeah. You, you don't think, oh, hang on, who are the other members of Genesis. But also, he's very much in the public eye as well. You know, he, he can be found quite easily, you he, know, through newspapers and, you know, any it, you can find him in any bar in Chicago. He's, he's accessible, yeah, isn't he's, he? he's accessible. Um, so, yeah, so that that kind of really threw me and that, that made me sort of think, well, I can't continue to be so, you know, um, flagrant with my disregard for Jesus when mm. he's clearly, you know, almost in, on day-to-day communication with, with Phil Collins. Well, it's hard to ignore those kind of things. I guess. I mean, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that Phil Collins had that much contact with Jesus. Mm. Um, but you've enlightened me today, and I also feel sorry for you taking the mick out of Jesus. Oh God, yeah, egg, egg on my face. Yeah, right? isn't it just? <laughs> and nose diving back down into reality. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another quite enjoy podcast. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to have taken up so much of that with. You know, with backpedaling. Possibly the longest intro we've had. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. We're, you know, we're all about variety. It's all about mixing it up. And we're richer for the experience. We right? are richer for the experience. I feel, uh, I feel enlightened. Good. With the, the Phil Collins logic that I now go with. Logic? Sure. Knowledge. That's the one. Knowledge. Not logic. Phil, Phil Collins' nodge, not, knowledge. Mm. Knowledge? Knowledge. Knowledge. P, PCK. Mm. Um, so how have you been? Not, not too bad. It's been a while. 
it's, has been, it's a while. been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, um, which is a we've shame. Ha- we've had our usual kind of three month gap mm-hmm. um, where we did four, four or five. Was it five episodes? Yeah, five a, episodes in a row. That was that was good. That kept you going for a while, surely. The general public expect nothing less from us, though. <laughs> no, in fairness, I think. no. Since like episode one came out in October, and then two didn't arrive until hmm. no, actually, episode one was June. And number two didn't arrive until October. So it only stands to reason now that number seven doesn't appear until February. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, I can, I can, I can, I can but live with that. now we've got that blasted countdown on Quite Enjoy that actually tells people when the next podcast is coming out. We've got to adhere to some of that. Mm. Mm. Or just keep moving the goalposts. <laughs> yeah. Do you think people would notice if I just kept knocking it back a day at a time? Couldn't I? No. Couldn't I? Are you able to do that? Yeah. Because you just manually go I have the power. That's amazing. I'd, since I designed the site, I have the power to change what it says. Excellent stuff. Well, uh, I would say to our listenership, if everyone is on the quiteenjoy.co.uk website at around about six o'clock on uh, Monday evening, um, see how far we've moved the uh, <laughs> post, <laughs> the I suppose. Post. Yeah. yeah, 2012. For another episode um an, an olympics based podcast yes perhaps. yes that's we our can, next one we're we'll going to be reporting to you not live from the not olympics yes so, so not sometime from here so look out for that yes that's Ex- exciting, exciting times yes yeah, we should probably um mention the uh the site revamp i say revamp the front page has been changed and everything else has just kind of been left in the background um, You've just introduced a new colour. I, I have. I've introduced orange. Orange, orange, orange is our new colour, and uh, also a weird, very dark, reddy beige as the background. Dark, um, reddy beige. Yeah, uh, but the blog board is the the big new, the new thing that's oh, come yes. on. Because we did have one before, but it was very, it was hard to update for anyone other than me. Uh, you know, I, I had the software on the machine, so I could update it, but people had to tell me what they wanted to update it, and they never did. But now what I've done is I've linked it to uh, the blogger.com, because apparently I have to say that it's run by blogger.com in their terms and conditions, um, so that it now updates on the main page whenever you add a blog post to the Quite Enjoy Scatterboard blog, as it's called. Uh, which myself and Andy now have access to, so mm. we can uh, we can update that. And we are abusing abusing it regularly. We are, yeah, we're d- abusing it on a daily basis. Mm. Basis on a daily basis. On a daily basis. I went to school with somebody who sounds vaguely like Daily Bayliss. Really, uh, Katie Bayliss. Yeah, I I know Katie Bayliss. You know her brother I very know her well. Brother, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Gareth. Gareth Bayliss. Yeah. Hey, on name dropping. There Gareth and Katie Bayliss. Hi. <laughs> That's a big hello down to you. That is, that is, that is direct for you. Mm. And just so that nobody else feels bad, hello the rest of you. Yes. All of you we've ever known. All three Hi. of you. And that's Hi. a shout out. That's a good shout out. That was a great shout out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the quota for the year, I'd say. Oh, we've got a new sketch. We've got a new um, insert title here sketch that's probably going live the same day this podcast does. Really? Why don't you tell me about it? I know I've seen it. but You saw it. I know, I know. I'm trying to sound exciting in the tree. All right, fine. So you're just going to deny the fact that you see things before they actually arrive on Quite Enjoy and you're as surprised as the rest of the public when they go on. Well, it's just, I'm just kind of like siding with the guys, you know, just yeah, trying to make fine. them feel more at home like it's a like it's a rich experience for all of us and we can all okay. be on the same level. Well, I don't really want to explain it. I just want to say there's a new one because otherwise if I explain it and you haven't watched it, it's not going to be funny. Sure. Yeah, because it loses it because there's not much to explain about it because it's about a minute long. You could, uh, you could lie. I could lie. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, hired 14 elephants three jumbo jets, a Concorde. That's bloody hard to get hold of since they've been discontinued. Um, but we raided some museum and apparently they had one and Jeff knew how to fly, so we got that out of there. Um, the police are still looking for us and we're in Bangkok. So uh, 
see Anthony eat all of these things and more live on <laughs> quiteenjoy.co.uk. Yeah, and the new insert title here sketch that isn't at all any of that stuff. No, <laughs> no. but uh, the intrigue is there now. Yes. And to see what it actually is. Did we really hire 14 elephants? Have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Have we killed a man and buried him in the garden? <laughs> Find out soon. Uh, we're admitting to more things on air. We're in trouble. Excellent stuff. How is Jeff? Jeff's fine. I mean, he's got back problems now, obviously. You know, those concords are heavy. <laughs> I didn't say he could fly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so 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 do log onto the site and have a look at the video and and be just as sort of sorely disappointed as one can be when they've been promised elephants and discontinued fighter planes. Yes, and uh, in a complete opposite turn to the old uh, button on Quite Enjoy that used to say "Don't follow us on Twitter because we ain't there." We are now. Um, uh, have you have you changed that button? Have you? It's just gone. It's oh, okay. disappeared. Well, because the site had a redesign, the buttons went. Okay. It, new buttons came up. That means follow us on everything. You can get us on everything now. So do you have just the normal little icon that most websites yes, have? Yes, the T. Yeah, yeah. We've got the T, the F, the weird kind of RSS feed orange logo and YouTube, which are our follow icons now. Um, yeah, so we're we're on there intermittently, mm-hmm. um, which you can follow, both of us. You can follow at Caked and Green, which is uh, Andrew Jenkins. And, uh, you can hello. F- and you can follow at Quite Enjoy, which is much more <coughs> in keeping with the brand. Uh <coughs> You're all right. Bit of a cough. Then. I don't think why. I don't know why you think turning away from the microphone will shield your cough. But I turned away from the microphone. I also put my hands over my mouth because mm. I know manners. Ah, well, there you go. Well bred. Thanks. No barn raised for you. No, no. Um, big shout out to manners as well for keeping us all in check. Thanks, manners. Nice work. Barry manners. Barry manners low. Mm. Um, so that's more than enough self-promotion yeah, and plugging. That, that's that's a good that's a good seven minutes of plug. It is. Yeah. We've uh, we've actually managed to waste quite a lot of time. We have. We've wasted fifteen minutes so far. So let's actually delve into some content. And talk about something. What have we seen recently? What have we seen recently? What uh, have we seen recently? In in the in the sort of medium of of, of television, uh, television or film audio or? film, anything that it doesn't ha- even have to necessarily be good. Just something that we can span another fifteen minutes out of. Well. Can I can I plug my my what's hot and what's not uh, idea? What the thing that you're running on the blog board? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to tell this you something. Me telling you, you're now going to run this on no, the blog board. No, I've, I've done it once. No, I might do it again. Um, right, fine. But I did use uh, language variants for that one. Uh, what Russian, Swahili? It was. Um, I think it was Albanian. Possibly, I can't remember. No, this is Fine. me. This is me going on what you just asked me to do, but basically saying something really, really good that I've loved mm. this week, and then something really, really awful that I've not loved. Or oh, okay, loved. yep, fine. No, I like, I like that idea. Okay, um, and if you can kind of wizard up some sort of little jingle sound effect, no longer than maybe five seconds, to just bring this in, that'd be wonderful for the what's hot and what's not. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, fine. Here yeah. it is. Okay. This is what is hot, and this is what is not. That was okay, actually. Yeah, fine. I, I expected less of you, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest. I, I, I thought you were going well, to trans that one right up, but you really did well. Well, it was minimal time. It was minimal time. In fact, you're going to have to play it again, just so that I can probably get into the format of this what's hot and what's not. Okay, here it is again. This is what is hot, and this is what is not. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. It's better okay. the second time. Um, it is better the second time. Mm. It, uh, it holds more weight. Mm. Uh, what's hot? Okay, what's hot this week uh, for me uh, is an Adult Swim cartoon on the Cartoon Network called The Venture Brothers. 
The Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers. Explain us the Venture Brothers. Okay. Um, two brothers um, who are about sort of 12, 13 years old. They are the sons of a failed scientific professor mm. um, who is constantly living in the shadow of his own father's eternal greatness. Um, they, uh, they get into all sorts of sort of capes and scrapes and capers and other things. Uh, uh, which they have to then be rescued from by their father's annoyed, angry, large hulk of a man uh, who is the sort of bodyguard, and he basically holds the fabric of the family all together. Um, a lot of ineptitude, uh, a lot of very, very rubbish um, uh, bad guys chasing them constantly. But uh, this, is a, this is a cartoon, you say? This is a cartoon. So what kind of cartoon style is it? What, what's it drawn like? Um, if you imagine some manga crossover between the Powerpuff Girls and Ren and Stimpy. It would scare me to my very soul. Yes, it's like that. Oh, fine. It's like that, but lazier. Ah, okay. So a lot Done of with the biro or something. No, no, no. Just like the, the, the Disney school of, uh, of animation where you have the prominent characters that are moving and everything else behind it is just, you know, stills. Oh, okay. Vistas. That's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's not a bad thing start. at all. You know Disney have closed their 2D department. Uh, it's a very, very, very sad day for all of us. Yeah, um, it is sad. I we, think the princess and the frog is the last thing coming out of it. Oh, which is well, what an awful. amazing way to end. Yeah. <laughs> aren't we, aren't we overjoyed? It just breaks my heart. So what, are they, are they fully embracing the, the, the 3D? The 3D thing now? Yeah. But are they doing that separately from Pixar? Or? Yeah. yeah, they've got their own thing. Because they do all these ones like, um, I, I struggle to think, but I can only think of one, Chicken Little. Right. was their first one, uh-huh. which is awful. And, is it awful? Yeah, it's awful. Because they're trying to translate the styles that they did in 2D cartoons into 3D. So you know how the Disney characters kind of all ravel up and unravel and, you know, they do all these ridiculous things when trying to do usual activities. Uh-huh. Like they're twisting around to throw a ball or something, they'll twist, they'll go into a spiral and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to do that in 3D. And just, it doesn't come across properly. It just looks wrong. How many surviving members do you think there are of the original Disney animation teams who are making things like Snow White all the way through to, you know, Robin Hood, etc.? It's probably a fingernail of Jeff Lewis left on the, uh, on the art- artist easel. Well, that is a That's shame. about it. That's not going to get a great deal done, no. is it? No, but they did force the entire 2D department to learn 3D so they could switch over. So, but their, their thinking was, that well, we're keeping the same animators, so therefore the content will be the same, no matter what medium we're doing it on. But that's like moving from, you know, wireless radio to full color television and saying, well, it's going to be the same content. And then you've just got two guys sitting at a desk kind of looking starstruck at the camera going, Panicked. I don't know what to do now. Panicked. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that, 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 that would be a terrifying medium. And also, they, I imagine there was probably a lot of sort of union heat on them to, uh, to get everybody secured in jobs in 3D. But I imagine a lot of people didn't want to do 3D animation. I imagine a lot of artists who were sort of the earth draw on cells were quite happy with that. Well, I, don't, I don't even know how much of the union still exists for those guys. I mean, I know, I know a couple of animators who, actually did, who had to do exactly that. They were 2D animators and then the projects came along and they had to be 3D and they had to learn it. But because they were animators, the thought was, well, the theory's already in your head. You may as well just do it. That's crazy. That actually links in really well to um, why my what's not hot. Wow, almost planned. But almost, not. almost planned. Yeah. yeah. So um, if we can play the the little stab jingle one more time, then I can do that that here, bit as well. Here it comes. This is what is hot, and this is what is not. Okay. What's not hot? Cold pasta. 
Right, because when you said it linked, it um, it didn't. Well, it linked in as much as you were saying some words and then I, I, I've I just said some words now. Oh, fine. If we're going on the boundaries of language for a linking device, then yes, you're right. That absolutely did totally link because it was English. Yes, well, it correct. Was, it, was, it was seamless in a way. Not not in the way that I imagine you were expecting. Are you are you disappointed? Slightly. I was thinking you were going to name a, like a really terrible three D film that you'd seen, and I was all ready for embracing that because I do hate a lot of them. I can actually, if you if you give me two seconds, I can actually link that to what I just said about cold pasta. How about that? All right, so, so you get what you want, and I get to still have kept cold pasta, which is something I really don't like at all, by the way. Okay, fine. Okay, so linking cold pasta with terrible three D animation. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Hmm. Right. Haven't seen it. I've seen it. Right. And um, not good. No. 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 What's What's the premise? What's it about? Um, a lot of science at the moment. Really? Uh, young Young scientist. Mm. Uh, actually, no. Young inventor. He's more of an inventor than a scientist. Right. But he uses science in his inventions. Okay. He uh, He He grows up all his life being a terrible inventor. He invents. You know, uh, shoe in a can, which is like a spray can that you spray onto your foot and it creates a shoe, but then those shoes can never be taken off. So he has to actually wear them for the rest of his life. So he never sees his own feet ever again. Um, he sounds which, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But he, he basically invents a way of making uh, the weather formations um, produce, instead of rain, food. So rain of hot dogs, rain of cabbages. You know, he has a little dial and it shoots a laser up into the, into the sky and then a lot of purple cloud stuff happens, a f- few patches of lightning, people looking around all really, really terrified and then all of a sudden it starts raining food. Well, that, that sounds like a great plan with no drawbacks. I can't imagine that that would fuck up the ecosystem at all. It actually does. I know you say that, but it actually does. Really? I wouldn't have thought that either. I would have thought, well, that's amazing. Yeah. Loads of food. No. And I think it's also amazing that this one man has managed to achieve what uh, all of humanity's scientific endeavours have never managed, and that's control the weather system. Now, you would have thought he'd just make it sunny or rainy, so you could order the weather for the crops. And yeah, whatnot. depending on how... Yeah. If, every, if everybody votes and the general consensus is it would be nice if we had a hot day, yeah. they can crank that up and have a hot day, and then or, two days of rain afterwards to level the playing field. Yeah, or even better, it's like segregate certain sections of weather so you could have it raining or whatnot over this one field mm-hmm. or whatnot, where everywhere else is summer and you can be out enjoying the sun and over the reservoirs it's constantly pissing it down but but he doesn't do that see i don't think he should be the man in control of this technology i think if we're going to get to the source of the problem i think we need to go beyond the man the, the animated cartoon man mm. who wants to control the weather and skip a few chapters back and go to the people that were in charge of producing this film in the first place. Is it DreamWorks by any chance? I think it might be. They should never work again. They're, all they've given us is feckin' Shrek and this gobshite. This cloudy sense of meeples. Actually, they gave us another one, Planet Something, which is also awful, based on no opinion. I, I Actually, you know, I did see a, a Disney 3D film, which I seem to recall wasn't awful. That doesn't mean it was great, but it was like just... It didn't make you wretch. It did, yeah, I didn't want to stab my eyes in the eyes of all the other children in the cinema. Oh, well, that's always a, always a good thing. Uh, and what was that? I can't remember what it was called. I think it might be something like something, 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 The Robinsons. Uh, there was a film called Meet the Robinsons. That's, that's what it's called. 
So there's something, something, something with the letters of the title, not the actual words of the title. Yeah, meet so the something, 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 the Robinsons. Robinsons. Yeah, yeah. So meet the Robinsons. Meet like, the Robinsons. Wasn't that a, a, a space family or something crap? Or no, that was Chimps in Space, which is also an abomination of cinema. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, didn't, I obviously don't remember it well enough to go, that was incredible. Yeah. But I remember it vaguely enough to go, that didn't hurt me in any way. <laughs> Didn't leave me with scars. Yeah. So, you know, that's as much as I'm going to say because I'm really not sort of qualified to talk about it in any way more than, you know, in passing. Mm. Yum. Like, what was that? That was me talking in passing. Oh, right. In a very fast car. Ah. Wouldn't it be more like... <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, it would, but... <laughs> All right, fine. So what's hot and what's not? Uh, what's hot for me? What have I seen recently? Oh, I'll tell you what's hot. Uh, it's just come out on DVD as well, so it's definitely worth picking up. Up. Ah, moving away from the evils of DreamWorks and t- Disney 3D into well, well, the safe, warm, loving arms of Pixar. I think it's important to make sure that people know we're not biased on the on the premise of 3D animated features. Not we just all. like it when they're done properly. And to be honest, Pixar have set such a bar... No one has beaten it yet. We just we just know what's good, don't yeah. we? And you just know a Pixar film is going to be good, except Cars. I don't know where, what went wrong there. But um, yes, Up. Uh, now, I avoided Up for quite some time because I saw the trailer and saw it was a man in a house with lots of balloons and a Boy Scout. And I just looked at him and went, I couldn't imagine anything worse. Sitting down for an hour and a half and watching that tribe because I was imagining that oh they'll just be up in the sky and there's lightning storms and they'll be oh they'll be avoiding it and there is mm. but that's about four and a half minutes of the entire thing tops yeah uh, it's incredibly moving I'm not going to give away the moving bit because people probably already know it but it's it's thoroughly moving the, the first section of the film oh god it breaks your heart yeah it does break your heart which leads then very importantly into the adventure that follows but you come up with some cracking characters like uh, one of my favourites is the talking dog Doug 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 is just hilarious. Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's also hilarious. Yeah. The dogs just suddenly look up and look around. Squirrel! <laughs> and Point then they're in. back. Yeah. Which is great because you sometimes see dogs do that and you'd like to think they're thinking squirrel. Because they most likely are. It just, that, that film for me made me desperate for the kind of technology that would allow any living, breathing thing to be able to communicate via a little chip and a speaker. Mm. I, you know, imagine being able to hear what a dog is actually saying. Imagine being able to hear what a cat is thinking as it's sticking its ass in your face and walking away. I think that'd be great. It would be great. Well, because yeah. be then you could you could have an argument with it. I mean, cats are so up themselves anyway. I mean, you'd like to just give something back and know that they'd understand you. Well, if you do go out, I'm going to lock this door, and the cat will go, which would be translated as, "Fine, fuck you, lock the door. I'm going to mm. go and shag something." Yeah. I'm going to have sex with something, and I'm a cat. People accept me into their homes. What would you do if you were locked out? You'd live on the streets. No one's taking you in. Scum. <laughs> I can actually get back into this house anyway. Mm. I don't care. You leave a window even slightly ajar, I'll be in like Flint, mm. eating from your fridge. That's, that's the kind of technology I, I want to cats. see. I now hate cats because that's exactly what I imagine they're saying. I, I actually felt like I was channeling the spirit of most of the cats I've ever met through... Yeah. More communication then. The 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 look in their eyes as they look at you and meow and just saying, I'm only here for your food. And because you scratch my ear, where I've got mites. 
which you now have, I'm going out. Hey, you bring me food, shelter, and warmth. I bring you fleas. Enjoy the fleas. <laughs> Scratch until you bleed. <laughs> I bring you fleas and a petulant attitude. House I moved into had fleas because they had a cat there before. Actually, I'll start at the start of that story. They had a cat. Which house? Sorry. It, Drive. Okay. I said, drive. I shouldn't say addresses, but there we go. Um, yeah, but they don't know where. They don't know where. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> so uh, this will be gone. And then, uh, so when I moved in, uh, they had a cat. And when I got into the house, uh, I had a cat because I opened the airing cupboard and a cat shot out. I was like, oh, really? I've still got a cat. That's that's awesome. Yes. The how, how long in between them moving out and you moving in? Uh, five hours. Oh, okay. So, so not, been in weeks. Okay, good. No, good. I was terribly <laughs> concerned for that cat. Then. Um, so we rang, to... we rang up the uh, the guy who we bought the house off and said, um, "Have you been looking for your cat at all?" And he goes, "Yes. Do you know where it is?" I said, "Yes. It was in the airing cupboard. Uh, it's now downstairs, looking a little bit shaky." Um, Can you imagine just being stuck in an airing cupboard? I mean, that cat's warm. It's warm. I mean, he's gone in there to go to sleep, obviously, and then. Five hours later, he's opened up and a load of strangers have let him out. I'm not sure that cats care about that. They're just like, have you got the food? <laughs> you haven't got the food. You don't look like the guy who I normally need to gives leave me the food. this place and find the food. <laughs> right? And that, that's all the Do cats. Do you know where done. they've gone? Yeah. <laughs> See, if we had that little speaker box thing, that would have been, yeah. that would have been okay. You could we, have... could, we could have chatted to him and calmed him down instead of chasing him around the house trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's, that's what transpired. And the guy came and caught him and got him back and that was all fine. And then for the next two weeks, the cat was found outside our back door mewing trying to get in. You're like, you're not all you're cracked up to be, cats, are you? I mean, you're supposed to be scavengers, hunter-gatherers, and you've come back to the same house you've just been taken away from. Uh, go away, because you're not getting fed. But then, of course, think about it in this way. Imagine that role as a human, right? You've been in prison in, in a hot room for five hours, mm. right? and then somebody opens the door, and you run out, and you're terrified, and you're running all over the place because you don't know what's going on, and you're just like, you're like, you know, like you're in the chase scene in like a Hollywood horror film, like Scream or whatever. You're running all over the place. And people are trying to reassure you, everything's okay, everything's okay. And you're like, oh, no, fuck this, I want to get out of here. And you run outside. After a few hours standing outside, you're like, well, actually, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is my house. I live here. So I can probably go ahead and go back in and get some food. And then you're trying to open the door and you can't. And then you've got the people who are inside your house now going, well, we live here now. Look at all our stuff. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. I live here. This is my house. Mm. This is my house and the food in there is my food. Yeah, I, 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 see, I see its point. But... Uh... I also think it's just cockiness of, well, I didn't give my consent. You, you may have exchanged contracts and several hundred thousands of pounds, but I didn't give my consent. Fuck you, I'm coming in. And uh, break out the chicken, bitch. Yeah. So from up to cats, that, that's how we've gone. So up is, um, yeah, it's very, very, very highly recommended on this, on this side of the table. Good stuff. we're now at a table. We we're, are now at a table. We're talking over a table. We don't usually talk over tables. No, I feel that our diaphragm and our output will be a lot sort mm. of more significant. Yeah. Um, we're not slouching into the couch. Plus, also, there's no tea, so there's no like. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That's true. Although we are very close to tea, we we're actually the closest we've ever been to mm. the functionality of tea. Mm. So maybe, maybe in the not too distant future, that will be a thing. Um, what's your not? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of, oh no, I completely got it. Bang! I'm on. It's a BBC comedy, uh, inverted commas. Oh, dear. Um, it stars one of my very, very favourite comedians. Um, not being funny in it. So sorry, Adam. It's The Persuasionists. Uh, Adam Buxton. What hast thou done? Adam Buxton. Well, I'm telling myself he's in it for the paycheck, which clearly he is. And, you know, who can blame him? You know, I, I, I emptied vending machines for money. 
he does the persuasionists. It's the same kind of level. Um, you know, it's that it's that actually almost sounded perverse. I emptied vending machines for money. Well, <laughs> like like uh, like you were a thief of some sort. Well, uh, for, do I want to go down this road? No. Um, <laughs> you know, for a while, for a while, you had while, your you had yeah. your key and yeah. all that. You just came from place stock to place. went missing. People were fed. I can't say they are universal. Those keys. The the vending machine keys. Yeah, I know there are, and there are yeah. also codes. There are codes to auto vend. Um, which a, a very nice electrician uh, taught me, which is very good. That's interesting. E44501. <laughs> <laughs> As it was back then. I'm sure they've changed. They probably have. But they probably that, have that's changed. what it was. And uh, that, used to, that used to let you then vend any, uh, any one of the rings. It was supposed to be a testing mechanism, but uh, yeah. Got tested in the wrong way. It did. Circle of abuse continues. I used to love white crunchies, and they only used to do them in the leisure center. Um, so I used to I used to get them from the vending machine. Then when I actually worked there, I was like, oh, white crunchies. But uh, you know, I would take a white a box of white crunchies, but I would pay for the box of white crunchies. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't like steal. I would say like, I just want a box of white crunchies. So you know, here's a tenner. I'm gonna have this box of white crunchies. Incidentally, I have stolen from that that ledger center. Really? Yeah, c- completely unrelated. Incidents. When I worked there? No, 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 way, no, way, way before, way right. before you worked there. Right, fine. As a, as a mark of respect, I never stole from there again. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I am. Um, I don't work there anymore. Please carry on. Okay, fine. Um, yes, no, I uh, the 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 sort of one time that I've had major dealings with both the police and my parents at the same in the same sort of evening uh, was when myself and a person who will not be named George Telfer uh, took me to the leisure centre to show me that there was a stock cupboard uh, open and that things could be taken from it. We were obviously of very different persuasions. He took bottles of Jack Daniels and you know vodka and all that sort of thing, and I had away a box of Caramax, which I don't even like. So you got busted stealing something that you didn't like because you were there while a friend was stealing. Did he become any uh, repercussions? Did no, I got caught. He didn't get caught. Oh, fine. So no. he he hightailed it off with a. a Coat full of Jack Daniels, and you got uh, you got your box full of Caramax. Ba- ba- basically, when the manager came in, it was just him on his own, and he had the opportunity to grab one of us. Now, although I was faster than George Telfer, because George Telfer was quite a sort of short, fat kid, mm-hmm. uh, although I was faster than him, uh, I was a lot nearer to the guy because I'd taken my box of Caramax and gone and walked out the thing, and then I was sort of stood there holding them and thinking to myself, I actually don't think I want to be doing this and I did have that trouble of conscience and I did sort of think well maybe this isn't the right thing for me to be doing but as I'm entertaining that thought George Telfer is further behind me sees the manager come in he's got the bottles in his bag and he just runs man he just runs straight out like the the nearest fire exit runs along the sort of concourse and and by the time I thought I should probably run too your man had you know caught me and and uh, I got made an example of nice Mm. so what happened to you oh the police took me to my house Mm. And my mum opened the door and, you know, the dreaded moment that, that all parents fear when the police bring your son back home, not dead, which is one, one thing. So the second most would, dreaded... Would they turn up to your house with your son dead and just kind of hold him <laughs> up and go, look, I'm really sorry, but this kind of happened. Do I you have any idea how? I don't know. I don't know. No. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what current procedure is. They seem to let a lot of things slide in the yeah. police, so who knows. But, but yeah, I, I've actually never felt so ashamed in my entire life as I did at that very moment. It's a sad day. 
Yes. But we've shifted from the uh, awfulness of persuasion, which is actually pretty... Actually, that... How? Is, how we got to that? I've no idea. Uh, I don't understand. But... Uh, oh, me emptying vending machines. That's oh, yes. Um, yes. But yes. that that feeling that you felt there yeah. is how I feel watching the persuasion. That, that sinking that feeling. That sinking feeling. It's a great link because that's exactly how you feel watching this show and watching so many people die on air. I, I sincerely hope that the people who are in it don't have careers after it. Apart from Adam Buxton, you're, you're immune because you made a very, very funny YouTube satire of yourself about it. What did, um, he, uh, what did, he, what did he say? Well, how do you abscond yourself from a terrible, terrible TV program you're uh, involved with is you take the piss out of it yourself on YouTube. And he did an awesome job of it by reading viewers' reviews of the show. We've got a clip of that that we can play, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'll play a little bit of it. Okay. Hello, Adam Buxton here. I haven't had a chance to read any of the reviews for The Persuasionists, this new BBC Two sitcom I'm in, set in an advertising agency. Uh, and I thought I'd go online and check out some of the reviews and some of the things people are saying about the show and share it with you in this vlog. It's exciting. <laughs> Ricky Gervais says it's so funny he feels ashamed of everything he's ever done. Um, underneath someone's written, I agree. Someone else has put me too. I also agree, lol. Just loads of messages from people saying they agree with that. They should stop making sitcoms now. They're never going to get better than this. So yeah, and he goes on like that for a mm -hmm. bit, saying how obviously how awesome it is mm -hmm. and how it's won awards. And then, uh, and then he wakes up in a forest and it's all a dream. And then he runs off into the forest. And it's genius in its simplicity that he knows it's shocking. He knows it's awful. But yet, you know, yeah, we all have to do shit. I'm very sorry. Good stuff. You know, it's Good great. Stuff. It's not his baby. He's just in it. So we, we all need, you know, you we all need, need a bit of the readies. We all need to make a couple of Elizabeths here and there. Exactly. You and, know. you know, who are we to argue with how you do it? Just, you know, don't do another series of it. Some people suck cock for money. Some people prostitute themselves in other ways persuasion is, is prostitution that's all it is and it's in its most in its most horrific form awful form yeah yeah in fact persuasionists should be outlawed prostitution should be brought in if this is our kind of level well it's the lesser of two evils it absolutely it, really? is at uh, least it, ru it ruins more lives persuasionists than uh, prostitution uh, ever did at least prostitution is providing a service what if anything is the persuasionist providing other than fodder for people like you and me M more nails in the coughing of BBC comedy oh god that's a whole. That's almost worth dedicating an entire podcast to that one. Well, we're at the end of this one. Should we make this next podcast a BBC special then? Yeah, this is going to be the rise and fall of the BBC. Tune in next week, and we'll speak soon. Jenkins out. Love you, kitten. Brown out. <laughs> <laughs> love you, kitten. Oh. oh, I love their kitten. Not you, kitten. I love their kitten. Uh, let's do it again. All right. <laughs> Bye.